Welcome back to another episode of the Force for Growth podcast. I'm Ricardo, and today I will be discussing two pillars of a winning belief system. So let me ask you this. Have you ever been stuck? Have you ever been in a rut? Have you ever been stuck in maybe a cycle of self-doubt about achieving a goal, achieving an outcome, or maybe just success in general? Well, all these feelings tie back to your belief system. Simply put, beliefs are the meaning we give to an event. So if you executed, if you did something in the past successfully, that drives your belief system. And now you know that you've done that before, and therefore you're very confident that you can do it again. So the same goes in reverse. If you failed over and over and over again, your belief system starts to record that and starts to see that as a pattern and realize that, hey, I've done this this many times. I need to do something different, but I'm still kind of very hesitant because I'm not very good idea, very good at it. So these belief systems can show up in different ways, maybe like a negative thought. I know that I suffered from this before in the past where I would have a pattern, a loop of some self-talk in my head over and over again. And over time, I was able to work through that and just change that loop. But for the most part, your beliefs are believed to be your (laughs) beliefs are linked to maybe good or bad or positive and negative or maybe in relation to moving forward or maybe even moving backwards. But all of this ties back to our beliefs. So another way to think about how our beliefs are created is an experiment. Let's just say every action that you take is a little experiment. So when you take an action and whether you succeed or fail, That's feedback. So you start to put that together like, oh, well, I completed this little experiment and I've gotten the same result. Therefore, I have received validation about my outcome. And again, this can go back to what we said earlier about being good, bad, positive, or negative. But these little experiments validate or do not validate what it is that you're experiencing at the time. So they either support it or don't support it, whatever it is. Again, if you do your little experiment and you get a certain outcome, then it becomes validation. And this could be positive or negative, whatever it may be, you start to get that validation. Or if you do something and you don't get the outcome that you want, that's also validation on the other side of it. So either way, you're validating something when it comes to your belief system. And that's how these are created. That's how our beliefs become what they are. And that's why they get stuck in our head. And here in a little bit, we'll talk a little bit about how they show up and where they show up. But for now, I want to move on in this conversation and talk about the two pillars, two of the things that matter the most. So these are things that I want you to start thinking about and really start to process as I talk about these bullet points. So the first question that I want to ask you when it comes to your belief system is, do you believe you are capable? 
do you believe you are capable? And the second one is, do you believe you deserve it? This is in conjunction to an outcome, a goal, success, something in that effect. So if you think of an outcome that you've been working towards and maybe you've not reached the level of success that you want, these are some some questions to start asking yourself. The first one is, are you capable? So to go into a little bit more detail, what I mean by this is, do you have a plan? Do you have a plan? Remember, without a plan, there's no path. The second part to this is, if you do have a plan, are you capable of executing the plan? Do you have the skills, which is the third part? Do you have the skills to execute the plan that you have? Or do you have the skills to achieve this goal or or achieve this outcome? And if you don't personally have the skills to achieve the goal or the outcome, do you know someone who has those skills? And if you are working to acquire those skills, do you believe you are capable of learning? Do you believe you are capable of acquiring the skills that you need to achieve this outcome? So these are some things to consider. Let's take a 5K, running a 5K, for example. Do you have a plan? Yes, I have a a plan to train, to lose weight, to get into shape, to run my 5K. Great. Do you believe you can execute this plan? Yes, I've done it before. I can do it again, which goes back to what we were talking earlier about this, these, these little experiments. If you ran a 5K before, you know what you need to do in order to prepare to get ready for the next 5K or training event or whatever it is. Or if you're running a 10K and you ran a 5K before, you know what you need to do in order to turn it up and get prepared for a 5K. So can you execute the plan? You look back into your history, into your records, into what you've done before, either yes, I can, or no, I can't. Or maybe even you know someone who's done it before. So now you have a role model that can show you the path and maybe guide you along your way. So just because you don't necessarily have the skills, having a role model, a mentor that's done it before, or something, some kind of reference that it is possible for it to be done, also falls under this category of capability. So you don't necessarily have to have the skills, but just be open to being able to learn the skills, to acquire the skills, to be mentored, to be taught, or some kind of reference of someone who has accomplished this before. It could be you or it could be a friend or somebody else that you've seen somewhere that inspires you to do it. By the way, This is how inspiration works. We see someone do something and we're like, wow, if they do it, I can finish that sentence, do it too. And that's where you start to see, I am capable of doing this. Let me create a plan. Okay, maybe I don't have the skills. Let me start working on acquiring the skills. But it all starts with that spark of inspiration from seeing someone accomplish this which drives us or shows us that we are capable of doing it without any limitations. Real quick, I want to reiterate the story of, um, is it Richard or Robert Bannister, the guy who ran the four-minute mile back in the 50s? I can't remember the name exactly, but up until this point in the 1950s, we thought that it was a human limitation of running the four-minute mile. 
because no one had done it before. And every time someone made an effort to run the four minute mile and weren't able to, we just wrote it down and chalked it up to, we chalked it up to validation. Oh, we just validated yet again that it is impossible for a human to run a four minute mile. But then Richard or Robert Bannister, I can't remember his name exactly off the top of my head, but you can look it up. In the 1950s, he developed a new way of training, a new skill, if you will, a new method to train to run better and more efficiently. And he broke the four-minute mile. The interesting part here is that within a year or two, that hundreds of people started running the four-minute mile. So what really changed here? Did we evolve as human beings when he ran the four-minute mile? Or did we see that it was possible that humans were capable of running that four-minute mile? And therefore, we knew that if we worked at it, that we would be able to do the same thing. But it all comes back to capability. Are you capable of acquiring the skills? Are you capable of achieving your goal? Are you capable of doing what you need to do in order to create that outcome that we call success or whatever it is in your field or area or that you're working towards. The second thing here is a deep one. This is a really deep one that I'm going to bring here, and we talked about it a little bit before. The second pillar is, do you deserve it? And this is a hard one. Do you deserve it? Because it's directly tied to your own personal self-worth. It's tied to your self-worth. Do you deserve the success of the fruits of your labor? Do you deserve the success of achieving your outcome? Are you worthy to be put in the position of, let me rephrase that again. Are you worthy to be put in the position that this outcome may create? For example, you really want to be a C-level executive, a CEO, a COO, a CTO, whatever that may be, up in the high ranks of a company, your company, another company, whatever the case may be. You're working towards it. You work towards it, but you just can't seem to get there. The question to ask here is, are you worthy to be put in this leadership role? Do you deserve, do you think you deserve to be put in this leadership leadership role? Are you do you deserve to have C level responsibilities and C level pay? And again, this comes to you to your self worth. What do you think of yourself? Do you feel that you are worthy of doing this? And that's a hard one. That's a big one to swallow. But the issue really comes in is when these beliefs about ourselves, about our outcomes about our belief system, whatever the case may be here, whatever may apply to you, is they show up in different ways. And we struggle to face the facts and admit to ourselves that we're not capable. We struggle asking for help. We struggle admitting. And I, and I say this with hesitation because I keep on thinking back to where I was and thinking that like, ooh, do I really deserve success? Man, that's a deep one. Do I really deserve for my podcast here, The Force for Growth, to have 10 million downloads a month? It's overwhelming to think of that. 
And I'm still working through it when it comes to just big numbers, but it's overwhelming to think of, am I worthy of my message to resonate with 10 million people a month? Oh, because what is that going to do to the way that I see it, the stress level, the production level, what I'm putting out here? And do I deserve that? Have I put enough work in to be in that position? Oh, so this is a, this is, it shows up in different ways. I have, am I capable? Yes. Do I have the plan? Yes. Do I have the skills? Of course. And they're still consistently improving. But when it comes to that self-worth, it makes me really step back and take a breath. And I've worked through some of this, but it still shows up in different ways. It still shows up in different areas, especially when I start thinking about the possibility of may, of what may happen, about the possibility of huge growth and reaching a huge audience. And this also came up for me a lot when I, when I talk about my training, my training sessions, my webinars and things like that. Do I, am I worthy of putting material together that people will show up for? I'm telling you, it shows up and it shows up in so many places. Some of the other places where this may show up in you or some other people that you may be familiar with or someone in a different type of situation is your capability and your self-worth will show up in as as the fear of failure. Ooh. And what is really truly the fear of failure? It's where we question our capability and our skills. Why would we fail? Well, because we're scared that we don't have the capability or the skills. Oh, but if we acknowledge that we aren't capable and that we don't have the skills, we can go acquire the skills or find a mentor or someone who can help us achieve and acquire those skills or bring those skills to the project that we're working on. But it all starts with that awareness of the core issue. We have to be aware of it in order to be able to rise up. The other place it, where this may show up is very simple. If we talked about the fear of failure, we're going to talk about the fear of success, which ties directly to our worthiness. Do we deserve the success? Are we scared to achieve a certain level of success because we may feel somewhere internally that we're not worthy? So therefore, we're scared to achieve a success because we question our own self-worth and our worthiness to achieve the success. Ooh, something to think about, right? Like Tony would say. <laughs> there's a lot there and there's a lot to unwrap, way more than we can go into in this podcast. But I really just want to drive home that this is something that you definitely need to look into. This is something that you definitely need the time to process and think about. Are you capable? Are you worthy? Is it the fear? Is this showing up as the fear of failure or the fear of success? Hmm. Or what's, why are we hiding behind these reasons? Why are we hiding behind these excuses? which we'll be talking a lot more about that next week because we'll next week's discussion, Courtney will be here and we'll be talking about standing in your own way. And a lot of these things come back and haunt us because they put a roadblock 
and it forces these other things to stand in our way. It forces these other situations and these things to stand in the way of our success. And a lot of this will show up in different ways. And it's up to us to determine what is really, truly the core issue here when it comes to success and failure, the fear of success, the fear of failure, and all these other things, which will be, which we will be discussing next week. But ultimately, why do we feel the need to ease the pressure? Why do we need to come up with these things and these terms in order to kind of feel better and instead of just facing the fact that we're not capable or maybe we don't think that we deserve it? It would be a lot easier and better for us to work on those things. That's what I had to do. I could sit here and call it the fear of failure, the fear of success. Ooh, I'm so scared of what will happen when our podcast gets 10 million downloads a month. Or I could just say the truth. Am I, do I feel that the content that I'm putting out or me as a person has the worth and self-value to be heard by 10 million people a month? The same idea, the same concept, the same core issue, but one puts me in a state to start to really think about working through it, to really start thinking about working through what's really holding me back and put, pulling on those reins from pulling on those reins that is actually restricting me from achieving my full success and my potential. Because for me, how will I act and how will I show up here on my podcast if I know that I am worthy of having a hundred million listeners a month? What does that do for me and the mindset? What will it do for you? If you truly allow yourself to feel worthy of achieving your goal and your outcome, that you deserve success, that you deserve whatever your 10 million listeners a month is, what will that really do for you? How will you show up when it's time to work on that project versus how are you showing up now? <laughs> something to think about. Again, this is something that I've worked through on my own, I've, that I've worked through on my own. Not saying that I've worked through it by myself, but this is something that I've had to work through in my own struggles with all the things that we do over here, you know, when Fourth for Growth and Leon Coaching Group and things like that. So that self-worth shows up in a lot of areas and a lot of places. But one thought that I want to share here for my people who have a skill or a service that will help people and ultimately impact the world in a positive way is... It's your responsibility to put it out there. It's your responsibility to put it out there. What does that thought do for you? For me, when I heard that ultimately and someone told me that, that, hey, Ricardo, what you're doing is adding value to the world. And it's ultimately your responsibility to put the content that you create out there for other people to consume and to just really help people improve. 
what does that thought do for you? That it's your responsibility to be successful. It's your responsibility to put your message out there to the world. Does it scare you or does this excite you? What about it scares you and what about it excites you? Final thought there is do something about it. If you're a coach, if you're a trainer, if you're some sort of healer and you have a gift, a gift for helping people improve in some way, helping others improve other people in some way, it's ultimately your responsibility to use your gift and put it out there and make it accessible to the world. That's the bottom line. And it may scare you. It may excite you. But my guess is that that may come back to your capability or feeling some sort of way about your current skill set or your self-worth. Hmm. A lot to dig in there. All right, guys, that's all I have for you today. Remember, next week we will be discussing, are you standing in your own way? So Courtney will be here for that episode, and I appreciate everyone tuning in. I would love to really hear from you, hear your thoughts. You can visit forceforgrowth.com to get a hold of me. Make sure you like and share this podcast. We want to grow it. We want to get this message out there, and we really want to make a difference and impact on the world, and we can do this with your help. So share this podcast, share this episode with someone else, and remember to be a force for good, a force for growth, and a force for greatness. Have a great day. Bye.